0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the aftermath of BYU's loss at Gonzaga. Were we surprised by the margin? And what is the best-case scenario for conference tourney seating right now for BYU? We'll tell you. And Spencer Linton was at the kennel Saturday. That didn't help him with n one picks. Let's get it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU
1: TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your host... Jerem Jordan, and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports
0: Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Jerem Jordan. It is Monday, February 25th. Spencer Linton is on his way to Disneyland. We will talk to him coming up. So I'm teamed up with a man who has mastered the Texas two-step,
2: Jason Ship. Yeah, back from Texas. A 3-0 and trip for the
0: BYU baseball team. Yeah, and then you're heading back on Monday, And then we, we fly back out to Texas. We were in
2: Corpus Christi yeah. this past week. We're going to be in Beaumont, Texas. Where's Beaumont? Beaumont is like an hour east of Houston. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, we're going to going to be in Texas uh, quite a bit over the next uh, couple of days. A lot of Whataburger, you know what I'm saying? I, never have, didn't, I didn't eat there once. Try, no, just, I've had it before. Everyone talks about it. you got to go. I've had it before. I, I, oh, you've had it before? I've had it before, yes. Okay. It, was, it was okay.
0: Oh, all the Texans
2: are tuning Oh, I know. Out. They'll be upset.
0: Here's what we've got for you on today's show. As mentioned, Spencer Linton was in the kennel at the game, BYU Gonzaga. By the way, I expect the Zags to be, and we all do, I think, uh, number one. That could be announced during the show. Uh, the new number one since Stu lost to Carolina last week. He'll join us in 15 minutes, Spencer Linton, that is. Post game comments from Dave Rose and Gavin Baxter tell us where the Cougars need to improve. And women's volleyball signs another quality recruiting class. Assistant coach David Height joins us in 40. But first, here are today's headlines BYU basketball loses to Gonzaga 102 68. Yoli Childs and TJ Haas each scored 18. Three Bulldogs scored 20. The Cougars are 18-12 and and a tie for third place going into the final week of the regular season. Much more on seeding scenarios and what it means coming up And What's Trending. BYU women's basketball
2: picked up its fourth straight win after beating San Diego 80-68 to 68 at the Marriott Center on Saturday. Brenna Chase and Shaylee Gonzalez each scored 19 points. The Cougars
0: remain a nine seed in the latest Charlie Cream ESPN Bracketology. Playing eight seed Michigan, that's a different opponent in the Louisville bracket, so we'll see if that holds. Number 9 men's volleyball beat Grand Canyon in four sets Saturday night. Gabi Garcia-Fernandez, a match-high 20 kills. BYU's won three in a row after losing four. The Cougars host number 8 Stanford Thursday on BYU TV. That's a big one. Absolutely. BYU men's track and field was named MPSF
2: champions after finishing first out of the 14 teams with a score of 93 points in the indoor championships. Women's track and field tied for seventh, and funny enough, When we were flying back from Texas, we were at the baggage claim at Salt Lake International.
0: The track team, their plane landed, so we got to congratulate them in person. Yeah, congratulations to the champions. Very nice. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Saturday, BYU Hoops hoped for another miracle upset in Spokane, or at least to be competitive. Against number 2 Gonzaga. It happened three of the last four games. Boi had won that, and in the one they didn't last year, it was still close with a few minutes to go. But this time, it wasn't to be. BYU lost by 34 to the Zags. So, Jason, were you surprised by the margin in the game? I was not surprised. The Zags won in Provo by 30. Why would we think it would be any better in their gym? Because Dave Rose said, we're going to play better. And I expected them to play better, so I was surprised. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I, was surprised. I, I wasn't surprised at all, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. BYU's 34-point loss to Gonzaga is the largest margin of loss in the Dave Rose era. 14 years. Yeah. Well, look, look, this is this is not commentary on BYU. So you thought Gonzaga would play better. They're at home. Yeah. They, they had a road win against BYU by 30. And they're at home where they obviously play so well. Look. Gonzaga's a legitimate national championship team. Like I said, this is not commentary on BYU. This is talking about how good Gonzaga is. They're doing this to a lot of teams. It's not that BYU's playing bad. I thought BYU played poorly in the Final Ten. But Gonzaga is so dominant. Nobody should be down or upset about losing to the Zags. It was the USF loss that was the surprise. It's the
0: margin. That's the question. The margin. But it was by 30 at home. Uh, I thought BYU would play better. Uh, I'm never going to expect BYU to lose to by 30 to anybody, even at Duke. Uh, I, I would hope that BYU would be within 20, 30 plus is just absolute humiliation and really tough to watch, right? Because this BYU team is, I don't feel like they're uh, the way they be, had been playing. Coming into this week, I did not expect this. So, yeah, d- disappointing, certainly. Didn't expect to win. I didn't, I haven't expected BYU to win any of these games that they ended up winning, let alone the ones where they lost. So, yeah, I was hoping BYU would play better. You're trying to get some good mojo going into the end of the season. And yet, BYU emerges from last week kind of kind of uh, down, right? You lose to San Francisco in a big disappointment. Expected to lose here, but... Yeah, this margin, uh, this margin stuff. BYU did not play well. Turned the ball over six more times. Shot forty-two percent. Points off turnovers minus fifteen. Uh, bench points were minus thirty-four. So this is one you just compl- <laughs> you just delete this one. Hope you match up with the Zag somehow in uh, the final, perhaps the semifinal. More on that coming up.
2: BYU got a big break over the weekend, believe it or not, with San Francisco losing at Santa Clara. Yeah. After, after the comeback win over BYU on Thursday, Moral victory. they followed that up by losing on the road at Santa Clara. So basically the 2-3-4 and four seeds are still up for grabs heading into Vegas. Jerem, what's the most likely scenario for BYU's WCC tourney
0: seeding, do you think? I think it's the four seed, which is not the seed you want to be. You're going to line up with Gonzaga in the semifinal. Assuming a BYU win against San Diego on Saturday, here's the situation for a four seed. Uh, St. Mary's splits the week. They have Gonzaga and Moraga Saturday, so that's going to happen, you'd think. And then San Francisco goes 2-0. They have San Diego and LMU. Now, San Diego did beat USF this season. Three seed is where you want to beat. Uh, two, two is where you want to actually be, but I think three is the realistic uh, opportunity here. Here's the situation. St. Mary's has to lose at least once. Okay, They have Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to happen. USF has to lose at least once. They're playing a team that already beat them, San Diego, and then for the first time, LMU. BYU's got a shot at the three. The two, you would need St. Mary's to go uh, 0-2. They play Portland and Gonzaga. Portland hasn't won a league game. That's probably not going to happen. And then USF splits, which we'll see. So I'm thinking BYU gets the three.
2: Right now, I would say the most likely is the four. As you mentioned, St. Mary's has got a split. The question is, do they go in two? Because, I mean, it's highly unlikely they're going to beat Gonzaga. They, As you said, though, they play Portland, hasn't won a conference game. They should win that. It should be a split for them. I would love to say I believe San Francisco will split at home against San Diego and LMU, but I'm not holding my breath, especially after losing at Santa Clara. That's kind of their wake-up call. And Now you have two home games. I, I, I wouldn't pick... There's, there's very few teams, unless they're playing Gonzaga, there are very few home teams I would pick to lose both just because you're playing at home. Look, the, the Gales will split. I think the Dons will win both. That makes BYU the four seed heading into the yeah. Orleans Arena. And then hopefully... Hopefully, because you mentioned the fact that the Dons have already lost to San Diego, so maybe San Diego can be one of those teams that just has their number. You hope that's the case, and then BYU can get the three seed. But I I say right now the most likely is the four.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, four, and then you hope for the three. Sure, absolutely, that's that's what you're hoping for. Yep. So here we are in the final week of the regular season, one game left. Can you believe it? In the basketball season already, Uh, BYU plays San Diego. And then it's on to the West Coast Conference Tournament. And, of course, BYU TV will be there with uh, full coverage of all the games ESPN doesn't do. We combine there. Gonzaga has won the league. They're going to win the conference tournament, barring a miracle, from somebody else. Right. And BYU is headed to the NIT, we think. So how much does seeding in the West Coast Conference Tournament matter for BYU? Look, I mean,
2: ultimately, like you said, barring a catastrophic upset, Gonzaga is waiting for whoever is there on on championship night but but you always want to give yourself the best chance so that means a higher seed increases your chances you want to play as long as you can and that means having the best matchups possible so yes seeding matters but ultimately i just don't see anybody beating gonzaga regardless of the seed but you certainly want to play as long as you can right because there are a lot of different things on the line i mean certainly getting to 20 wins and 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 ensuring that at the very least you go to the NIT. So, I mean, there's certainly reasons for a higher seed. The problem is at the, at the end of the tournament, you know, who's waiting
0: for anybody who gets there. It's Gonzaga. It's such a burden. I am burdened by the idea of Gonzaga. (laughs) So every men's basketball season we start and we go, okay, we're playing for second. And that, that is a burden and annoying. I don't feel like there's this real opportunity to get to the tourney recently um, and that's the goal. So hey, hey, hopefully BYU can overcome that in the next couple of years. And, and who knows how long Gonzaga's reign of terror will be. It's been a long time, but it's another level right now. I think it depends on what you want here. Okay. I think avoiding the four seed would be nice. So the BYU doesn't have to play Gonzaga sure. in a semi. Sure. A win to spoil a bid for San Francisco or St. Mary's at the NCAA tournaments on the line. But that's such a hollow feeling. You know who else has that? Portland, Pacific, San Diego, all of these other teams that aren't going to make the tournament, they, they want to play spoiler. I don't want to be the moral victory. Remember last year, BYU beat St. Mary's? We were like, yes! It felt good, and then the next night, get waxed by Gonzaga. It didn't feel good when the dust settled. Also, It stake, felt a little good. When after the loss to Gonzaga, I didn't think. That felt great. Not losing that game, yeah. but having the win over Saint Mary's felt good. Yes. But then it went away quickly the next night to me. Um, NIT home game versus road game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So hosting versus not hosting if that matters. And then the twenty win streak. I think the twenty win streaks on the line. For BYU, can BYU get to 20? Right now, BYU's got to beat San Diego and then hope they win a quarterfinal and or in the NIT to keep that going. There is a scenario for me where you get a little nervous of BYU not making the NIT, potentially. If BYU loses to San Diego and then loses the quarterfinal, and you sit at 18 and 14, I, I think BYU's in, but it'd make you a little nervous that maybe they're on the bubble there, that... Perhaps they're a six, seven, or eight seed, but uh, there'd be a chance. Maybe they don't make. It. I think they're in, though. Look, here's the thing with
2: BYU: with one more game to go, and kind of waiting out to see what happens with everybody else. BYU had a had a bad week. That's what it was, and that's what you're telling the players is it was a bad game and a half for us. This team was playing really good basketball and was in a nice rhythm before that. They can find that again heading into Las Vegas. This team has talent. This team is good, and they've showed it this year. So what you're, you're hoping? Just gonna is just going
0: to match up with those kind yes, of teams in the summer title. Yes, but you, yes, but you, ha- you have an
2: opportunity yeah. to get that mojo back against San Diego at home, in the final regular season game, and then hope that some things fall your way. This team is more than capable of getting hot in Las Vegas because we've seen the talent that's on there in the scene They had a bad week. It's time to just push that aside and move forward, which I'm sure is exactly what
0: the coaches and players are talking about. Coach Shepard in the house. Thank you, Coach. (laughs) Question of the day. In honor of the Oscars last night, did you watch? Did you you like it? Did you watch? I watched some of it. Yeah, I did not watch. Yeah. Uh, What is the greatest sports movie of all time? Let's get your responses in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU LASF Jazz, probably Happy Gilmore. (laughs) <laughs> what? Not too many stories involve a hockey player turned pro golf or golfer. In fact, it's the only one. Plus, after, uh, about everyone in the world has pretended to golf happy Gilmore style at least once while golfing. That is a scientific fact. You taking a hockey We've stick all, on the course before? Is this goal regulation size or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a good one. David H. Jones on Facebook. Field of dreams, for it reminds mm. us that Ooh. there are more important things off the field of play. Jason, do you want to have a catch? <laughs> <laughs> Getting, I do. It's getting dusty in here. <laughs> wow. Is <Somebody laughs> we open a window? Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up,
2: post-game reaction from head coach Dave Rose and Gavin Baxter. What do the Cougars need to fix in a
0: hurry? And Spencer was at the kennel in Spokane. What was his reaction to the loss, and what was the environment like? This is BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation is
2: presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio. As Coach Rose, Senior McKay Cannon, and Cheryl Rose join Greg Rubel to discuss BYU hoops. You can reserve your seat for the show in Studio C right now on BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. That is tomorrow at 8 Eastern
0: on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The show's on demand. You can download the podcast or watch it on BYUSN.com. Our question of the day in honor of the Oscars. I love this question. What is the greatest sports movie of all time? At CL underscore living. Hoosiers still good on BoE TV after all these years. It was on a few weeks ago. Uh, there have been some really good kind of Saturday night post-BYU yes. men's basketball uh, movies on, which It's a classic. Awesome. Hoosiers is a classic. Glory Road, Rudy, not to mention, uh, you know, just to mention a few, I guess. So continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now joining us, uh, a man who would have fit well on that Hickory team. Uh, <laughs> he joins us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. It is Spencer Linton. Spencer, what is up, my friend?
3: Hey, go Huskers all the way to the 1951 Indiana High School State Championship.
0: It was a beautiful thing, and uh, you could have waved the towel with the best of them. It would have been awesome. Lockdown defense, it would have been great. Uh, Okay, (laughs) let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, You were at the BYU-Gonzaga game. I have seen BYU win there. It was really fun. How was your experience?
3: Uh, Well, Jerem, let me sum it up this way. I walked up to Mark Durant after the game was over, and he looked at me and he said, Well, I said, Yeah, this is my first trip. And he looked at me and then said, well, you're clearly the problem, so don't ever come
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, of all the ones to go to, this wouldn't be my first choice. But uh, explain to the people uh, at home what it's like in there, because it's known as being raucous, 6,000, uh, but they pack it in there.
3: Absolutely. It was loud. Uh, they've updated the arena in the recent past. And they now have uh, a video replay board, uh, a jumbotron, if you will. And so It's 2019. Nice things, so- That's nice yeah yeah it's about time right they've enhanced the arena and i mean it was particularly during the last 10 minutes of the game it was so loud and there was this this feeling going into the game that it's time for some payback and some revenge because BYU has spoiled two senior nights for Gonzaga when they have been one of the nation's top teams and so they uh, clearly were not going to let that happen again, and that was very much a part of uh, their, their pregame ritual and getting motivated was, look, it's senior night again, and this is not going to happen. And they absolutely put the pedal to the metal the last 10 minutes of the game and and just sent BYU uh, into an absolute tailspin. So they, they haven't forgotten, that's for sure, about how BYU spoiled uh, a couple of senior nights in the recent past.
2: This is obviously a difficult matchup for anybody, and as you mentioned, BYU has had some success. But since the game has already been played in Provo, and we saw how that played out, 34-point loss in Spokane. Were you surprised by that?
3: I was surprised by how it ended because it was an 11-point game with 10 minutes to play and Colby is shooting two free throws that if he makes would bring it to a single-digit deficit. And so I thought, wow, okay, for 30 minutes, I, I don't know if the you could ask for much more than to have a shot to be within nine with 10 minutes and change to play. He misses both free throws, and then that opens the gates to you-know-where, and Spokane comes alive, and Gonzaga just starts to run away with it. So. I was surprised that it got out of hand as fast as it did when BYU had kind of just fought and hung around. But to go from an 11-point deficit to 34 and be outscored, I think, 28-6 over that last stretch, that was crazy.
0: And that's now two games in a row with a crazy stretch in the last eight or ten minutes. San Francisco is 28-8. You're saying 28-6 now in the final ten. So you guys got some work to do, I think, uh, if they want to finish the season well because they did play – probably the top two teams in the league the last two games, but they aren't finishing very well, and Dave Rose said as much uh, earlier, I I guess, after the Gonzaga game.
3: Absolutely. And there was uh, a lot of frustration in the locker room and with the players, understandably, about not knowing how to finish a game uh, when they had been so good at San Diego and at LMU and in some other contests during that nice little run they had in the back half of conference play. And so I think they're they're just trying to figure out why what what happened against San Francisco and and why the tail spin against Gonzaga and why it was so dramatic. And so that that is the key. They're trying to regroup, reset, take care of business against San Diego, finish eleven and five and then hope that San Francisco loses one of the two games this week so that BYU can take that number three seed into Las Vegas.
2: Well speaking of seeding in the previous segment we were going all Over those different scenarios and which one is most likely, what do you think is BYU's most likely seed heading into Vegas?
3: Most likely it's going to be the four seed, which is unfortunate given how everything looked one week ago and how exciting it was for BYU to be coming on strong and playing so well. So you go from a pretty good chance to be the two seed if you just win your home games to now what looks like is more than likely a number four seed and that inevitable date with the Zags on Monday in Las Vegas. Now, again, BYU can't worry about what San Francisco does. They have to figure out how to recollect and regroup and beat San Diego and then hope that uh, either San Diego or LMU can go into San Francisco and fall off a stunner uh, like Santa Clara did against the Dungs on Saturday night. So I don't know. I've seen stranger things happen. Most likely a four seed. Uh, we're hoping, we're all hoping for the three seed and that BYU doesn't have to uh, potentially
0: face Gonzaga on Monday night in Vegas. By the way, you've beeped three times during this interview. Let's I go- beeped three times? Yes. yes. Yeah, what's going on? Well, I'm, in, I'm in the
3: airport. I wonder if it has something to do with the, the Portland airport. So I blame the Portland airport on the It has the nothing carpet. to
0: do it, uh, on PDX or that carpet. It is impressive carpet though at the airport. Yeah, it is. It is the worst. All right, <laughs> well,
3: uh, I, did, I, I, I beeped three times because you know I shoot the free and play the defense, right? Jeremy? Yeah,
0: yeah, you're you're beeping good. Uh, and one picks. <laughs> it's time for and one picks.
1: Predictions and one on BYU Sports Meet. We give you
0: two picks. First pick's worth two points. If you get that one right, you get a chance to pick up a one-pointer standings going into the Gonzaga game. My favorite segment when I'm on the show. Spencer (laughs) 20, (laughs) Jerem 17, and Jason 0-1. Okay, my two-pointer. BYU will score 64-plus. Swiss! 68. Thank you, Ryland Bergerson, who scored five late points. Also, Colby Lee, my guy, you know? I'm just going to hang out over here. And my and-one pick. (laughs) And-one! BYU will have fewer turnovers than Gonzaga. Nope. Uh, 15 to 6. Uh, that didn't work out. Spencer, do you remember yours? Oh, I remember my picks. I remember how wrong they were as well. Uh, <laughs> my pick made you four, walk. That's, a that's, beach. that's you. four beats a there,
3: Spencer. Beat. Number one, I said BYU would be within <laughs> 20 points. Yeah. i uh, feeling pretty good with 10 minutes to go. Not so much about 10 minutes later. And my and-one pick. And-one you would have the leading scorer in this game. <laughs> Love to hear that buzzer. Super
0: fun. Yeah, it, means, it either means you got it wrong or the uh, dryer is finished, right? So updated standings, Spencer 20, me 19, and Jason negative two now. Somehow you dropped it. Right? I, don't,
2: I don't understand how that happens. I, don't,
0: I don't either. It seems legit. Spencer, you're out the rest of the week, so we don't want to hear from you again. Uh, It was great to hear from you today, but uh, enjoy Disneyland, man, and enjoy the time off. Well deserved.
3: Hey, appreciate it, guys. Good to talk to you.
0: That was Spencer Linton on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
2: I have a question. I would like to propose this to you and to our producer, Ben Bagley, live on the air. Can I have, since there's one more game, yeah, the BYU plays A before the tournament. Pointer. Yes, can I make twenty-one predictions for that game to see if I can catch up?
0: No. Uh, ben in our ears saying no. is no <laughs> uh, from Ben. Yeah. So there you go. Congratulations. Wow, that's really. I think that would be helpful. What's coming up, Jason? Fine, fine. <laughs> It's hurtful. It's exactly what that is. Just imagine being Brian in this situation.
2: Next, Dave Rose tells us the two things BYU needs to fix before San Diego on Saturday.
0: It sounds like you have something you want to fix, too. And Gavin Baxter says BYU's been here before. But have they? We'll discuss what he said after the Gonzaga game. This is BYU Sports Nation. There's a producer, Ben Bagley. No!
2: BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is your place for Cougar sports with a social media twist. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and
0: IGTV. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. In case you missed it. BYU basketball lost to now number one Gonzaga, 102-68. They were number two at the time. They are number one as of about five minutes ago. Yoli Childs and TJ Haas scored 18 each. Three Bulldogs scored 20-plus. The Cougars are 18-12 and 12 in a tie for third place, but they have uh, lost both tiebreakers to San Francisco and St. Mary's. Going into the final week of the regular season, San Diego Saturday night, a need-to-win-it-for-any-shot-at-the-two-or-three-seed situation. BYU women's
2: basketball picked up its fourth straight win after beating San Diego 80-68 to at the Marriott Center this past Saturday. Brenna Chase and freshman Shaylee Gonzalez each scored 19 points. The Cougars remain a nine-seed. That's in the latest Charlie Cream ESPN bracketology.
0: Speaking of nine, number nine, men's volleyball beat Grand Canyon in four on Saturday. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, match-high 20 kills. BYU's now won three in a row. Cougars host number eight, Stanford, Thursday on BYU-TV. BYU men's track and field was named
2: MPSF champions after finishing first out of the 14 teams. With a team score of 93 points in the indoor championships, the women's track and field tied for seventh.
0: Very nice. After the game... Dave Rose, Gavin Baxter were among the guests on the uh, on Cougar Postgame Live, on the uh, coach's show as well there. And uh, Dave Rose was very upfront and open about the issues uh, from the game and kind of the week because it was a week to forget for BYU. But after the game, Dave Rose told BYU Radio about two issues the team had last week.
1: We competed um, really well. Uh, I thought we fought hard. We we got to about you know that same stretch at eight nine minute mark just like the other night and and didn't execute uh, you know like we needed to down the stretch and and that's the comparable thing to the two games I think this week and so that'll be our challenge to get back in the gym and and get ourselves uh, you know going and and and, and we, we've been really good we've we've finished off games really well in the last two or three weeks and uh, and not tonight and so uh, I, I don't know if we. You know, maybe we're a little bit tired uh, down the stretch. You know, um, but uh, you know, I I thought that we 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 turned the ball over too much, too many times, and we had 14 turnovers last um, Thursday night, 15 turnovers tonight. Um, And so, uh, those are those are issues that we really need to address, and hopefully that you know we can get back on a winning track.
0: Granted, those were two of the or the top two teams in the league right now. In uh, Gonzaga, the new number one team in the country. No surprise after Duke lost to Carolina last week. Uh, and San Francisco uh, is really good on the bubble right now. But what's your reaction to those comments?
2: Look, I mean, I think it, a little bit goes back to what I, I said in the previous segment. It, w- it was a bad week for BYU, but the week before was one of the best weeks BYU had had in the season. So they they were playing good basketball. So
0: who is BYU right now? Well, I,
2: that's that's what we're going to find out. We've seen this team, though, this year bounce back from some adversity. And if after such a great week two weeks ago, if they can stumble like they did last week, why can't they follow that up by getting back to the team we saw two weeks ago? Yeah, I, I, th- we've seen the talent on the team. We know what's here. We know what they're capable of. There's just no reason to think it's not possible to get back to that. You've got a full week of practice to prepare for one final game before Vegas. You, do, you take care of business at home which I fully expect BYU to do against San Diego. I, I fully expect BYU to get the win. And then you can have some confidence going into Vegas. I, 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 it was a bad week. It was a bad week. Now you can move past it
0: and use it as motivation with one more game and then Vegas. The key to BYU returning to form, to me, is Nick Emery. When he was playing well, BYU was winning. And they won some when he wasn't particularly great or even good. But when he's good, BYU's real good. Because right now, Yoli Childs and TJ Haas, they, they're going to need a massage and a chiropractor after this season. They are carrying this team on their backs with the two of them. Gavin Baxter can be a real, uh, real good player. Um, Zach Sellius and Connor Harding off the bench have had their moments where they've injected uh, some you know, threes off the bench which has been good. BYU doesn't need those guys necessarily to beat San Diego at home and maybe not even in the quarterfinal perhaps. It's in a potential semifinal where they would need them because I think the goal right now, the number one goal for BYU is we've got to get to Tuesday night in the tournament title game somehow. And if they face Gonzaga in the semis, maybe you adjust that a little bit because if BYU is the four, it's like, shoot, that team, the number one team in the country, is going to be sitting in Vegas for us. And I've said this before. It's the Gonzaga Invitational presented by the West Coast Conference. Right. It, it's theirs to lose. And, and we all go there to watch Gonzaga win it unless there's a miracle. But that's the beauty of sports. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I think BYU needs better play from Nick Emery and Gavin Baxter if they're going to be the team you're talking about. And, and it's been it's been nice to see the growth of BYU, but I think this last week that offset some of the good they had done, and now now they've got to regain their confidence. Yeah, now, you, now you've got to regroup. It's certainly the case.
2: The biggest thing, and we've talked about it all show, the biggest thing that has changed for BYU is now, by simply just winning your games, you now have to rely on other teams yeah. to stumble right. in order to get the seed that you really want, which is the number two seed
0: right now. So it's the San Diego week. You hope San Diego beats San Francisco. Yes, exactly. And then on Thursday, yes. which BYU does not have a game, and then you go into Saturday going, okay, if we win this uh, and we assume that St. Mary's loses to Gonzaga, hey, we are the three. Yeah. So Thursday night, a little scoreboard watching for everybody, San Diego and San Francisco, you want San Diego to win if you're a BYU fan. And after the game, Gavin Baxter admitted uh, what you said. Uh, BYU's been in, uh, had some adversity, been in a rut earlier this season. He says, you've seen the situation already.
1: Yeah, I think we've been in deeper holes than the one we are in right now. Um, Earlier in the season, we had some some bumps, you could say. Um, Things weren't going the way we wanted. But uh, um, I think it's just, it's a great opportunity for us to show us what we're, to show what we're really made of and um, come out and perform in the tournament.
0: Yeah, BYU had those bumps against lesser teams, which is a different kind of issue. It's one to lose to teams you should beat or perceive that you should beat or on equal-ish footing. It's another to lose to uh, the number one team in the country now, right? It is what it is. Um, but the San Francisco loss is the one that really hurt because now BYU doesn't control its own destiny. So... Yes, BYU's been in this situation before. I think it is a little different, though, in who you're playing. It,
2: certainly. But, I mean, look, if you look at it, BYU had a three-game losing streak. They lost to Houston. Then they number lost— Number eight team in the country Yes, now. number
0: eight. Yes, absolutely. Very good
2: team. Illinois State and then Weber State. That, that's still the head-scratcher of— Those
0: of, are—there's a couple quad three losses. Y- yes, Shouldn't but, but that's
2: three yeah. in a row. How did BYU bounce back from that? They bounced back to defeat Utah State, who's a good team. Yes. You beat your rival Utah at Vivint Smart Home Arena quite handily and then gave us the best play of the year— From the early child, and then Portland State. Okay, you then have another three game losing streak, and how do they follow that up? They won four of the next five. So they have proven, and again, different competition, but they've proven that after losses, after some adversity, they can find a way to get on a roll. And if you're going to get hot, the time you want to get hot is at the end of the year. Or that they lose three in a (laughs) row.
0: Yeah. Or that they lose three in a row. Um, that's what they showed a couple times, right? Win three, lose three. So BYU, I hope they come out with the the right motivation. It is senior night, by the way, the end of the regular season. Uh, McKay Cannon and Luke Worthington, their final games at BYU. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully it's not Yoli Child's final game in the Merritt Center either, by the way. Hopefully he sticks around next year. If he doesn't, then this is it for Yoli. Um, I would hope that he stays. Otherwise, that's three years in a row of a guy leaving. And if he doesn't make the NBA, it's like, what's going on? Uh, It's a new era, I guess. But a reminder of the situations for seeding. So if BYU is going to be the four seed, and we assume a win against San Diego and all of these. If BYU loses to San Diego, they're going to be the four. Okay, If BYU beats San Diego, to get the four seed, uh, St. Mary's splits the week, USF goes 2-0. Okay? To get the three seed, that's the one you want. You avoid Gonzaga in a semifinal if you get there. Uh, St. Mary's has to lose at least once. They play Gonzaga this week. Let's I'm assuming that's a loss. unless You would assume. Right. And then USF has to lose at least once. They play San Diego Thursday, LMU Saturday. So there, there is a... And they've uh, already lost to San Diego. Right, in the first meeting. Yes. So there is a situation in which BYU gets the three. Uh, and I think that uh, that could really happen. Otherwise, it's the four. And then you're wanting to win that quarterfinal. So BYU hoping to go on a two-game win streak here, get to a semifinal, and... Uh, Hopefully it's not Gonzaga. I'll just say that. Our question of the day, in honor of the Oscars, what's the greatest sports movie of all time? At History Geek 1776. Miracle. No other movie comes close. Wow. wow. You know, I have never seen Miracle. Really? No, uh, I You seen should it. watch BYU TV sometime. <gasps> During the Cold War time and against a far superior team, USA Hockey let the Soviets know they were there to win. Best sports movie ever. You, you,
2: we haven't given ours. Do you have a quick one before we go to break?
0: Uh... Best one ever versus fa- – my favorite is yes. Rudy. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that it's the best
2: About ever. Rudy Gobert from the Utah yes, Jazz. Yes, it's about
0: Rudy Gobert and how he made the Notre Dame football team <laughs> in
2: the well, 70s. That was quite the uh, the experience. I, I, like, I, Hoosiers, Field of Dreams,
0: Rocky IV for me. There are a lot of good ones.
2: There's too. a lot of them. Karate Kid.
0: Okay, and coming up after the break, I'll tell you okay. the – the one- for you. Yeah, I know. okay. The, I, <laughs> the IMDB top <laughs> yes. sports movie. Okay, we'll tell you on their on their list of all the top 500. Plus, they made a, another list, so we'll tell you coming up.
2: Coming up, BYU beat Utah over the weekend. Ah, yes, it's always nice to be able to say that.
0: Yes, they did. Associate head coach David Haidt joins us to talk about that and the signing class. Another good signing class. There he is. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the
2: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Number nine, men's volleyball, hosting eighth-ranked Stanford Cardinal Thursday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can watch the match live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time with that guy, Jerem Jordan, along with Steve Vale and Lauren McLean.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. In honor of the Oscars, what's the greatest sports movie of all time? At Nate do 2, Remember the Titans. Shows a great sense of what it was like back then, how they overcame trials, Star defensive player passing away and nobody behind Spoiler him. Spoiler alert. They, it's been a while. No, I've seen it. They powered through and made history. Yeah, Virginia State champs. There, yeah. so Use hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Wayne, our next guest is the associate head coach of, uh, you could argue, the best program on campus. Women's volleyball team, fresh off of Final Four. David Height is in the house. What's up, David? Good. Thanks for having me. You guys played Utah Saturday. So there's we like did. a spring exhibition mm-hmm. kind of season, but... You just fire out of the gates with Utah. So how'd it go?
1: You know, it went really well. Our goal as, uh, as a team was to just come out and get better at what we were working at. And uh, in that regard, it was successful. You know, our passers were working on something specific and our blockers were working on something and were hitting. And, and uh, you know, that was our message to the players going in was, hey, let's go out there and try to get better. And, and we were.
2: So, spring practices have been going now for a little while. What has been the focus for this particular team uh, looking ahead to the season?
1: You know, we lost a lot of good seniors. Um, And so, we're just trying to now – we have what you would consider just a younger team. Um, And we're just really just hitting the fundamentals, hitting the fundamentals hard. Um, We did about four weeks of of, uh, individuals. Um, and really went over, you know, our keys that we want to stress. And then the last two weeks we've been able to spend more time in the gym and, and really get into detail.
0: Yeah, you lose Ronnie Jones-Perry, uh, Lindy and Lacey Haddock, of course. But you return Mary Lake, McKenna Miller, Kennedy Eschenberg, Heather Nighting. Uh, this is a good group coming back.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, we're lucky. We're fortunate as coaches um, that we have a, a really good group of girls coming back. Um, you mentioned some of them, but there's also others that are coming back that are really good, um, and we're just excited to be in the gym with them.
2: You know, last year, one of the things, even though you had some significant seniors and Ronnie and you know, certainly was, was right at the top of that list, but Coach Olmstead was able to mix in some of that youth, so it's not like the youth is coming in and not having that experience. You guys, in a lot of aspects, had the best of both worlds last year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just like any – sport that has multiple people on the court it's a team sport and uh us coaches know that and the strength of our team is our team and uh so we yeah we take it pretty seriously trying to develop everybody um whether they're playing for us at that time or or on the bench we know that they're uh, a big part of what we want to do and uh yeah that's just a priority for heather we're talking to david height
0: women's volleyball team associate head coach uh how long did it take, to, and perhaps it's still going, but the buzz of going to the Final Four around the program? It's been, it's been fun around campus, but is that still lingering, or have you guys moved on? Because you your know, season doesn't start for like five months.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we've kind of turned the page. Um, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we're writing our stories and in a way that, you know, maybe it's different for the seniors. Their stories, you know, a little bit, well, it is done for BYU, um, but the kids that are coming back, they're still part of, you know, writing that story. And, uh, and we know that. And so we're trying to help them have a really special season, too. But
0: that chapter was a little longer, though, right? The chapter was <laughs> yeah. a little longer. Spend some time there. Yeah. yeah. It was good.
2: You mentioned the story. And we'll, we'll get to the, the new signees coming up in a second. But when you're out recruiting, w- when you tell the BYU Women's Volleyball Program story, what's the reaction? What's the buzz about this program when you talk to recruits?
1: You know, everybody that we talk to um, knows who BYU is now. I mean, they've, they've always kind of known. Um, the only thing that's really kind of surprising to them is that we're actually third all-time in wins. Um, in the NCAA history? In the NCAA history. I didn't realize it was that good. Wow. Yeah, so we're number three all-time. Um, so it's that's kind of new to me, but, you know, just over the last, you know, decade, we've just been successful and, uh and so the kids kind of recognize that and they're, they're yeah, they're honored that we, we talk to them and, and uh, we're evaluating them and, and whatnot. But uh, we know that, you know, it's all about the present and, you know, trying to get to the future and, you know, that we just got to keep working hard in order to keep it happening.
0: It's always good when you win 90% of your matches, <laughs> which is uh, uh, Heather Olmstead's winning percentage, which is incredible. Incredible. Uh, WCC champs and Sweet 16s and now the Final Four, Uh, really good stuff. Uh, McKenna Miller um, had a serious knee injury near the end of the season. How's her recovery going?
1: She's awesome. She's totally bought in. She's, you know, spending, you know, hours every day, you know, in the training room. And uh, she, she wants to come back and she's doing all that she needs to to do that. But she's been awesome.
2: The team signed seven new players this past week. What can you tell us about the 2019 signing class?
1: Uh, we love them. You know, there's seven of them coming in, two that already come, have already come in, in Cali and Morgan. Is, is that common in women's volleyball? It's, early and early it's becoming more common. Okay. Um, we just leave it up to the kids, but it's becoming more common. Uh, and then we'll have five more in the fall that uh, we're super excited about.
2: Was there a specific position you were focusing on, or is it just best players available get the get the talent then we can worry about where to put them once we get them here
1: yeah you know we try to get the best volleyball players here and uh, obviously you know we have needs and so we do fill needs based on position um but if we feel like they can help us and all these girls can come in and help us for sure um then yeah we'll look to add them
0: it just depends how you want to shop. Like if your wife asks you to go get milk and you come home with a shovel, she might be upset, right? But maybe you need a shovel or got a good deal, right? It's true. It depends. It all depends. Well, David, uh, looks like your next uh, exhibition, March 8th at Utah Valley, mm-hmm. 2 o'clock local time if people want to show up. So. Yep. Yeah, encourage people to uh, support. Thanks for the time, and uh, let's
1: have you sign our Rise and Shout, uh, right. our flag over here. Can I tell you what my favorite movie is? Yeah, Please. yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Hoosiers. Hoosiers yes. from, Legit, from, right? from, from From a young age, I started watching Hoosiers and— loved little Ollie doing the granny shot. So.
0: You can't go honestly, you can't go wrong with Hoosiers. So. Jimmy Chitwood. Oh, I love He's Jimmy. one of the greatest players of Coach all time. Coach goes, I go. That's right. <laughs> I'll make it. So. Okay, thanks David. All right, thank da- you. David Hyatt, Women's Volleyball.
2: Coming up, an update on the health of Nick Emery's ankles
0: from Nick Emery himself. And the quest for perfection takes a title in Hawaii. It's not just good enough to go to Hawaii. You've got to win the tourney Absolutely. here in men's golf. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guest, Spencer Linton and women's volleyball assistant coach, David Height. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. This program's uh, 52 minutes of content, and we had no time for it.
2: If you missed any of today's show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Around. Men's basketball. Loses to Gonzaga, 102-68 Saturday night. Yoli Childs and TJ Haas each scored 18 points. Three Bulldogs scored 20-plus. Cougars are 18-12 and and in tie for third place going into the final week of the regular season where they host San Diego. Women's basketball.
0: BYU beat San Diego, 80-68 Saturday. Brenna Chase and Shaylee Gonzalez scored 19 apiece. The Cougars remain a nine seed in the latest racketology from ESPN's Charlie Cream. Volleyball.
2: Number nine, men's volleyball, beat Grand Canyon in four on Saturday. Gabby Garcia Fernandez had a match high 20 kills. BYU has won three in a row now. Cougars hosting
0: number eight, Stanford, Thursday on BYU TV.
1: Track and field.
0: The men's team won the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation indoor title. The women took seven. Baseball. The BYU baseball team defeated both Ohio State and Oral Roberts last weekend at the Clayburg
2: Bank Classic in Corpus Christi, Texas. The Cougars now 5-2 overall after a 3-0 weekend.
0: Softball. As heard on BYU Radio with Jason Shepard. The ladies beat UC Santa Barbara 3-2 Saturday. Ashley Godfrey hit her third home run of the season. The Cougars are 6-7 this year. Cougars in the major leagues. Brennan Lund went
2: one for two with two RBIs and a 14-2 to Angels spring training loss to the Cincinnati Reds. Jacob Hanneman went one for two with a run scored and an RBI in a 9-5 to Cubs win over the Giants.
0: Swimming and diving. It's good to have spring training back, right?
2: Yes, it you is. Were,
0: you were at uh, the Cubs facility. We saw Jacob Hanneman, as a matter of fact. And Mike Trout. And Mike Trout. At the MPSF Championships, the men took third, the women fourth in swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen set a conference record, upped his personal record in the 100-yard freestyle. Do you want to swim a football field length? That doesn't <laughs> sound fun. Had an NCAA B-cut time of 42-24. Golf.
2: Peter Quest won the John A. Burns Invitational after shooting 10, 10 under for the weekend. It's his fourth individual title of the season. Rhett Rasmussen shot a 200 and finished 22nd overall. Peter
0: Quest for perfection is legit. Like he's he playing is really legit. well from the fall now. Possibly into the too legit to quit. Uh, yeah, he'll make a lot of money one day. The women's teams playing in the Gold Rush tournament in Seal Beach, California today and tomorrow. They're currently tied for second at 1 over through 7.
1: Gymnastics.
2: Post a score of 195, 650 Friday night versus SUU Shannon Evans. Their nickname is? The Flippin' Birds. That's right. Yes, Shannon Evans claimed (laughs) the all around with a 39.2. BYU is currently ranked 19th nationally. It's so funny because it's true. It's It's true.
0: That's real. Yeah. Tennis. You thought about the other one, didn't you? The men's team extended its win streak to seven matches with a 5 2 win over Denver. The Cougars' next match is against the Monarchs of Old Dominion at home on Saturday.
2: Women's tennis defeated Seattle University 4-2 on Saturday. The Cougars
0: continue their matches on the road at the University of Arizona on Friday. Cougars in pro hoops. Tyler Haas had 10 points, 1 assist, 1 rebound in a 79-68. Huesca lost to Palencia in Spain. Rugby. Utah
2: Warriors and the Glendale Raptors battled to a 26-26 tie in Major League
0: Rugby. Former Cougar Ara Elkington scored a try for Utah. That was a crazy game. The uh, Warriors were up 26-5 and then uh, ended up tying that one. Today's Rise and Shout Out. Who gets it for you, Jason? I'm going to give it to Nick Emery. Uh, we
2: saw in the game against Gonzaga, got crossed over, ended up making a sports center that night. And instead of being upset or you know going radio silent on it, Nick Emery actually... Took to uh, social media and says, hey, if anyone is wondering, my ankles are okay." And then a couple of uh, crying, laughing emojis says you win some, you lose some. So great job for Nick Emery for embracing it, diffusing the situation and having some fun with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mine goes to the Davey O'Brien Award Twitter account. Uh, They tweeted a photo of Jim McMahon and Tide Atmer in Fort Worth at the awards dinner. It was a reminder that BYU's had some great elite Quarterbacks. Uh, BYU has four Davey O'Brien Award winners. You have Jim McMahon in 81, Steve Young in 82, Tide Detmer won his junior and senior season. So three guys, four awards. That was the most in college football of anybody two years ago. And then little-known guys named Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray won it. Mm-hmm. And now Oklahoma has five. So BYU with the second most in history. By the way, the there's debut- still time to catch up. There's still time. What? Uh, Zach Wilson's like, I'm next. Uh, The Davey O'Brien Award in 81 changed to best quarterback. It used to be the best player in the Southwest. So had that been existing earlier, you would have had Mark Wilson and Jim McMahon win in 79 and 80, no doubt.
2: Maybe GIF as well. Here's why I like you bringing up football. Hit it.
0: Countdown to the Utes. 185. We're still a ways out. Still in the 100s, But we're though. getting closer. Yes. And by the way, spring football for BYU begins one week from today. So <laughs> it's can't, crazy, man. Cannot wait for that. Um, as we kind of get near the end of basketball season, we get the crossover. And uh, baseball's going and men's volleyball. I love it. I love March. October and March are the crossover mm-hmm. uh, months. I love it. Uh, let's get to our question of the day. In honor of the Oscars, what's the greatest sports movie of all time? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the voice of
1: the nation on BYU Sports Nation.
0: I teased it earlier. IMDb, based on the Metascore, says that Raging Bull is the greatest sports movie of all time. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen it. I, I would not put yeah, it at I, the top. Yeah, I wouldn't. And there's a difference between best and favorite, right? But not much of one, because your favorite's kind of your opinion of the best. I a think bit. that so, I think that
2: movie gets more pub. Because of the weight transformation that Robert De Niro
0: went through while filming it. Yeah. Is the movie good or did a guy lose some weight? Like, there's a difference. Is it a weight? Is it a Jenny Craig uh, <laughs> infomercial or is it a movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: it's, it's fine. It, and the, it's not that yeah. high
0: up, in my opinion. Yeah. At fangirl underscore JB. Everyone out here acting like they haven't seen Amazing. The official 2010-11 BYU basketball documentary. I literally was looking through some of my movies yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, this. I own that. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. So does Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> he was owned in, yes, his, yes. In, his, in his own gym. Yes, he certainly but was. But now he's in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Soon to be a Laker Corey, or a Clipper. I would guess Clipper. Yeah. He's not going to play with a run. No way. Corey Razor on Facebook. We are Marshall. Also a compelling story. Absolutely. The Marshall Thundering Herd. Tyler Ransom on Instagram. Are we not remembering the best basketball movie ever, Hoosiers? No, Hoosiers right there. Top three for me. Yeah, without,
2: without question. Another one, 70TSP uh, uh, on Instagram. Hoosiers, hands down. Moneyball has to be
0: considered in the top five. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks for all the responses. Keep them coming. By the way, BYU TV has shown... <laughs> Several of these, of these movies yes. uh, the last couple of weeks on Saturday nights, So uh, check your DVR and the uh, schedule to be able to uh, record those. The elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years goes to add colonel underscore James 83. The one that will be made of Ziggy Ansah's story. Get her done. Absolutely. That's going to be a compelling movie when it comes out. It needs to happen. I no one's No one's making I was gonna it right say, now. They need, need like, to. Yes. They need to make
2: it. Do it. That is a Disney movie waiting oh, to happen. It'd
0: be amazing. It would yes. be amazing.
2: He's amazing. I'm excited to see what happens with him now. I don't think he's going back to Detroit. Conversation, which is absolutely worked, worked for KVN. Conversation yeah. continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: No one was no receiver there was nobody was open. there just, to catch that I had football. to ground it. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Josh Sharp, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Rudy! Rudy!